0: hello beautiful soul and welcome to spiritually empowered i'm your host ashley coleman and i'm so grateful that you are tuning in right now so let's join together in a breath shall we take a deep breath in through your nose and a big sigh out Doing that one more time, deeper breath in. All the way to the top and release. Our breath is medicinal, one more inhale with me. Create some sound, release, exhale. Welcome to the present moment. This is gonna be a vulnerable share per usual I'm just going to add that in. These are always vulnerable shares. So this episode is special. This is about how I turned my pain into my purpose. If you're listening today, you may or may not know that I have just launched a seven-week deep-dive online group mentorship program. We begin May 16th, it is called From Pain to Purpose. This is the container for the spiritual, sensitive souls who have a fire inside of them to heal themselves, to walk in power, to uncover and strengthen their gifts, to develop psychic boundaries, to learn about themselves as a soul, as a human, To build a business a spiritually empowered activated purposeful impactful abundant business and you might be thinking well ash that sounds really good is it possible good question if you're thinking that then I want to ask you to look around And nothing's perfect, my love. Nobody's life is perfect, okay? Let's be real with that. Welcome to the human world, the human journey. But I want you to look for evidence around you where someone you know or in your field, on your Instagram feed, has an impactful and prosperous spiritual business because our belief systems create our reality. And so if you're someone who maybe wants to enroll in this program and take that leap. And I want to say this to you. Look for evidence that it is possible for you. Another thing is you'll never actually be ready. You choose to be ready. Even when I went to hit play or record on this podcast, I chose the moment that I hit play. I chose the moment where I launched that course. Absolutely, it's divinely guided. Absolutely, I ask spirit. Absolutely, I speak to the God of my understanding and serve how I'm called to serve. At the end of the day, my love, you'll never feel ready. You're ready when you choose to no longer sit on the sidelines. You with me? So many people sit on the sidelines of their precious one life. And many people, you know this, I believe, I can feel it, many people don't live out their dreams because they don't think it's possible, because they don't want to take the risk, they don't want to be uncomfortable, they don't want to face all their fears. I can tell you this entrepreneurship is the fast track to spiritual evolution, (laughs) big time. Want to face your fears? Want to heal yourself? Want to live epic bliss? Want to heal your pain? Want to go deep? You want to go deep? Then be a spiritual entrepreneur. A spiritual business is a business that is anchored in fundamental universal spiritual principles that serves their community and beyond to awaken and uplift humanity. You can be a yoga teacher, you can be a coach, an energy healer, an artist, a painter, a sculptor, a jewelry maker. It doesn't matter what, it's the why. Spiritual business has a spiritual intention. It doesn't matter what you do, right? And I'll just say, you don't have to have any prior training for this program that I created. This is all people. This is all individuals who have a burning desire to heal and help others heal. That's it. So I'm gonna go into a story time today, and I so appreciate you being here. I'm gonna tell you how I did this myself because I do not teach something that I have not done. And I'll be sharing all about that in my program in regards to attracting clients, attracting students. It's called embodiment. It's not a fancy sales page. It's not fancy clothes. People can feel if you have embodied your message. Right? There's no force. There is embodiment. And so let's go into story time. Shall we begin? Okay, I'm going to take you all the way back to the beginning. I have a feeling that you're going to connect with this story, my love. And I thank you for receiving this download, this story today. Wherever you're at, you're listening to this at the perfect time. Here we go. So I am an extrasensory person. I am the emotional one, period. Like I remember as a child putting emotion into everything. There was one shoe downstairs at my house growing up and I got sad for the shoe because it only had one. I projected my emotions into literally everything. I could feel everything. And I don't know about you, but my parents didn't teach me really how to feel my big feelings. And so I remember my first heartbreak in eighth grade. I locked myself in a bathroom and scratched my skin and pulled my hair out because I feel deeply. And I had no idea how to contain my emotions, how to have safety in my body. Because I don't know if you've guessed it or not, but this society is emotionally numb. Am I right? And so as we awaken, we get sensitized. You feel me? I can feel my pain, my love. I can feel my pleasure. I can feel happiness. I can feel sadness. As we awaken, we denumb. That's pretty epic. And also to share your ability to feel pleasure is your ability to feel pain. Welcome, welcome to the entire spectrum of emotions. So all I cared about growing up was, are my pants tight enough? Do boys like me? Are my boobs out enough? Am I hot enough? Am I good enough, right? That was all I gave a shit about. Am I enough? Am I hot enough? That's all I cared about was am I hot? Am I loved? And I'll share with you, when I got out of the crib, I began experiencing spiritual trauma. So I experienced, sorry, there's a truck outside if you hear any noise coming in. I experienced pretty heavy spiritual trauma. That is my main trauma in this life, is spiritual trauma. So I remember being spiritually attacked every single night through preschool, elementary school, middle school, and beyond actually. I remember feeling completely unsafe. I remember laying in bed and hearing, there's a devil behind you, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. Hearing it in my own mind. And the interesting thing is, is when the dark energies know that you're powerful in your healing abilities, they try to tempt you. Why is that? Well, because the systems of disempowerment on this planet, they'll tell you in your own mind, you'll never do that. You can't do this. Be afraid, be afraid be afraid, your power turns on when you look at them and say, I know why you're here, and I forgive you. So long story short, I know what spiritual attack is, and I know why it happens, and I'm certain that those experiences made me into the powerful spiritual person that I am today. I engage spirits today. Oh, that thought that just called me fat, who's speaking, please? Oh, this thought that just judge somebody who's speaking, please. So you interrogate with love. Here's the key. The second you get angry, the second you throw a sword, they grow in their power. I'm going to teach all about this in the course. This is absolutely life-changing stuff right here. It's called a spiritual empowerment. It's called empowerment in the physical world and in the spirit world, because the truth is they are connected. They are woven together. So anywho, that was fucking terrifying. I literally hated my life. I felt so trapped. I felt attacked. I cried, can I sleep in your room? To my parents every single night. I remember one night where I was sitting up against my parents' bed, feeling completely attacked, praying for the sun to come up, praying. So you can imagine how locked in fight or flight I felt. And for a long time, my love, I fucking hated the nighttime because that's when my attacks happened. And there's a lot to be said about that. The nighttime is actually when our psychic abilities are most powerful and when we have the most power. So go figure, that's when they want to disempower us. They meaning dark energies, spirits of um, disempowerment. And I want to say this again. If we judge them, if we hate them, if we fear them, they grow. If we look at them in the eyes and say, I love you. I'm sending you to the light now. And snap our fingers, boom, they're gone. We must approach darkness with love. We must approach it with love. Anywho, so that was really, really horrible and horrific. And ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to help people. I remember in middle school, I walked around school with this giant book psychology for dummies i didn't even know how to read a word in that book but i knew i wanted to help people and the first way i wanted to help people was i wanted to help kids sleep in their rooms at night because you know what my psychologist said to me listen to jazz music are you tripping boo are you tripping jazz music i'm sorry really it's okay. I forget the entire situation. It's just kind of hilarious how spiritually and emotionally numb the majority of this society is. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I experienced. So as I grew up, I found drugs, I found alcohol, and I was an addict. I was a person in addiction because that finally made me feel like I could relax, right? I had this void, this feeling of, oh, I don't feel safe, right? And so high school happened. I, My desire was to be um, high all the time. My desire was to be in a relationship where I was high all the time. And here's where it started to get dark. And so I manifested a relationship where I was high all the time. It started out great. It was laughter. There was singing. And I understand that pot that marijuana is medicinal, I understand that. I understand that it needs to be legalized. I understand that it's helping people with epilepsy and many other um, issues and challenges that they deal with. I understand that it is a plant medicine. From my experience, I was in such a dark place that perhaps using that substance all day, every day for seven years, it was my medicine. I'm not saying it's wrong or right, I'm saying it is what it is, okay? It served me. Anytime someone is using substances, they're using it to fix a deeper problem. The substance is, in quote, the solution to a deeper issue, right? So anyways, I experienced extreme depression growing up. I did not want to be here. F this place nobody gets me i'm miserable my emotions are freaking haywire for no reason i have this thing growing up where i felt extreme depression and pain and my life was fine like my life was fine all of my darkness was coming up from past lives really because i had a i've had a pretty epic life here to be honest not a lot of trauma not a lot of abuse All of my shadows and everything just popped up from the inside. And so there's more confusion. You know, Ash, why are you miserable? Nothing is wrong. So that adds another layer of confusion, separation, and shame. Right? Life out here is fine, but in here I'm starving. I'm suffering. I feel unworthy. I feel afraid. And I remember one night when I was high, I wrote in my... In this sketchbook I had, I wrote this picture of the sun and this path, path leading to the sun, and I said, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the sun to come up. I'm just waiting. So deep down, I knew I was going to get through it, even though I didn't want to be here. I knew I would never take my life. But I also know many sensitive souls really struggle with not wanting to be here. I understand that, and I think it's important to talk about Because what we don't talk about festers and and causes distortion. So, I am someone who believes that spiritual psychic souls can feel how fucked up things are and how much we need to heal as a global community. Your pain is not wrong, your sorrow is valid. What you do with that is in your hands. So anyways, I was in an unhealthy codependent relationship. Every time he said he was leaving, I would go throw up. I had extreme body dysmorphia issues there. My appetite was messed up. I remember I was in the bathtub and I had no fat on my body. I was just skin and bones. I was very sick. This was getting worse and worse and worse. This was around 2012. I graduated high school, barely and I was living with my partner at the time, and I was in fear, I was jealous, I didn't want him looking at any other women, I was totally afraid, I was totally upset, I was totally high. Oh my God, (laughs) let's talk solution, you ready? You ready to talk healing? Let's talk healing love, because it's important to share where we've come from, and it's important to share how we've healed from it, and how we're healing from it, yes? Let's talk empowerment, let's do this, let's rock it out. So 2014 came along and a miracle happened to me. I was in that dark place, issue upon issue upon issue, smoking all day, every day. And all of a sudden, I I was in J. Sarge, I was at J. Sargent Reynolds Community College, and I got this feeling like I needed to take a yoga course. And I didn't even have the need for the credit. I had taken, modern dance or something prior to that which I needed the credit for and I liked modern dance I w- I enjoyed that being in my body right and then I had this feeling like I need to take a yoga course 101 yoga 101 a semester long course that was god's hand telling me it's time for you to wake up all of these years you've been in training you've been in initiation and you haven't left the planet you made it You made it through the suffering. You made it through the training. You made it through the hell. Without all of this, you would not be able to alchemize energy and understand who and what and how and where the people that you came to serve are. Welcome to your power. Signed up for Yoga 101. Within a very few short weeks, my body issues were completely healed. The one main issue that healed was my appetite. I literally could not eat. I was not digesting life. I was not wanting to be alive, right? So we're not wanting to eat, okay? And the first thing that healed for me was that I was able to eat just fine. Boom, body and mind united. Yoga is union of self. That's why I could not leave yoga out of this powerful seven-week program that I'm doing. Yoga is epic. And so if you join me, which I hope you do, you're gonna be getting the yoga healing. So yoga triggered my awakening. I was fragmented. I was in pieces. And the word yoga means union. Union of body, mind, soul. Union. Yoga comes from the Hinduism tradition, religion, from India. It's about uniting the human to God, to Brahman, to Jiva Atman, to Goddess, the unnameable one. Shamanism calls it Vedakocha, the great spirit yoga is union of human and divine realized union not in your mind but embodied inside of your body each breath goes in each breath goes out awakening happens inside the body it's not a mental understanding it's an embodiment it can't be taught it can only be experienced right people can give you maps but you are the one to experience it again and again and again my love So, after that, after I began my yoga practice, went through the um, course, I started to detach from my partner of four years. I started to feel less um, attached, essentially, less sickly attached. And I remember one night, check this out, this is a miracle for me. One night in particular, Uh, My partner was staying at his friend's house overnight. I knew he was drinking. I knew he was getting high. I knew he was flirting with this girl that was there. At least that was what I was picking up on. And I was in the bathtub at his place, and I just sat in the bathtub, and I said, Angels, if you're here with me, please make this pain sit on the surface of my being because it is tearing my soul in pieces. It is too deep. Please bring it to the surface. And after that night, a miracle happened. I never felt the pain of that relationship in my soul again. It was like I was done. I had prayed and I received a miracle. After that night, I was done. I waited for my new apartment to come online. I got my new apartment. I left clean, clear, and empowered. I said, good fucking bye. Not just to this person, it's not all his fault, it's really to the aspects of me that were in that union, that were a match to that union, right? Anytime we rise beyond, we leave something behind, right? So, anywho, I got my apartment, I left that four year relationship, I left tons of friendships, I closed the door, I locked the door to my apartment, and I said, I said something very important to myself. After years of abandonment, after years of cutting myself, after years of self-harm, you know what I said? I put my hands on my heart and I said, Ashley, I promise from this day on, I will never leave you again, ever. And my eyes water right now and I feel tears welling up because I have truly never abandoned myself again. In that moment, I created a boundary. I made a decision. And what has transpired from that decision has been miracle upon miracle upon miracle. And now, today, I get to change people's lives. I get to walk with them in their power. I get to remind them how loved they are. I get to help them get results. I get to help them change their lives, all because I went through what I went through and healed what I've healed. So anywho, that feels so good. So then my healing journey began. Then I started this good old process of integrating my pain. Oh boy, here's where it began. Welcome to being face first on the kitchen floor, mourning and grieving all of my past experiences. All the pain that I didn't feel safe to feel, I was ready. Was it comfortable? Nope. It felt like death. Death of what? Death of illusion. Death of pain. What was birthed from every single time? Let me be real. Every single time I dropped to my knees and I integrated my split off parts, I integrated my high school self who felt ugly, I integrated the part of me that thought I was being cheated on every five minutes, which means, my sweet love, I felt the emotions to their core. And I actually did most of this alone, which I don't recommend. Because I was brought to my edge of instability a couple times. Although I did phone my parents. Like I remember one night I was studying. I believe yeah, I had gotten sober at this point. So I was still smoking. I found Reiki. I found all these beautiful things. Dove in. And my smoking overlapped. And then it came to a point where I was like, this is harming me more than it's helping me. I'm done. So I cold turkeyed. That was my path. I sliced and diced. I said, I'm out because it was hurting me. Every time I smoked, I get anxiety. I felt horrible. I felt afraid. That's a sign that it's not your medicine anymore. And once I removed pot from my life, I felt angry. I felt pissed off. I felt the things. I also felt joy and magic and miracles. I felt everything. But I felt it with support, with wisdom. And here's what I woke up to. I am the divine. The divine is inside of me, and I am worthy. Yoga brought me to the understanding that the God that everyone speaks about is not really what I thought it was. This concept of the divine, the unnameable one, is incomprehensible. It is who you are. My shamanic teacher says, we are wounded from our mythology of the Garden of Eden. The story that we have original sin, that we come into this life and we're already wrong. The shamans say, no. You are still in the Garden of Eden. You still have access to God in this world today, right now. There's a quote that says, everyone is waiting for eternity. And the shamans are saying, how about tonight? You want to speak to God? How about right now? You want to experience God in your life today in this world right now? You want to have dinner with God? The time is now. That's the shamanic path. And I've had a couple people ask me how I view God when they're really interested in signing up for this program, and I appreciate that. Who I serve is God. I resonate with the name Great Spirit, the unnameable one. And the cool thing is that it's inside of me and it communicates to me through me and it creates and births things through me. It's not necessarily this voice outside of me that tells me what to do, it is inside of me. It is birthing through me, healing for people and programs for people. Every day I commit to God's way, to the divine's way. What would love do today? How can I serve today? So that's who I serve, my love. If you're curious, that's my relationship. I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Spirituality happened before religion. And I also want to say, the things I teach and the programs I hold, they're open to all religious and spiritual paths. If you're a Christian, I love you. If you're Jewish, I love you. If you're Buddhist, I love you. You're welcome here. In my spaces, I intend that you get closer to the great spirit of your understanding because my love, that's the power. You wanna talk about power? Let's talk about power. How about awakening to your holiness? Right? <sighs> and so my healing journey began when I remember that I am God essentially, that I am holy, that I am worthy. I became trained in Reiki. I began my journey as a healer. P.S. You don't have to be completely healed to be a healer. Every day I'm healing. Why? Because there's no limit to love. And if there's no limit to love, then we'll continue to expand and release blockages to love. And so if you're waiting, if you're somebody that's like, I just don't feel healed enough to help others, then I want to say to you right now, no, You are ready to help others. You're always ready to help others. And so trusting that, you're the wounded healer. You get it. You're reachable. And there are people that you can only reach. So my specific pain was called powerlessness. I tracked my core wound. A good good, uh, amazing spiritual teacher, Teal Swan, taught me in one of her videos that our core wound, which is a repetitive emotional heaviness, that is the key to our life's purpose. Why? Because we get it. We're here to teach it. If I didn't understand powerlessness, I would not be able to teach someone how to stand in their power. I am someone who felt extreme powerlessness again and again and again in my life. And every day I'm here to embody my power, which means the power to create, the power to choose my beliefs, the power to set psychic boundaries, the power to live how I want to live, the power to create anything I want to create, the power to face myself, to love myself. And in this program, I'm going to be leading these powerful souls home to their core imprint. And it's not like your purpose is something that you do. It's something that you are. I don't care if you're a waitress. When you awaken to your core imprint, you will know what you're here to bring forward. Now here's the challenge. Your inner calling is going to tell you to do something that will feel risky. Because the life of our dreams requires us to step into the unknown. And think about it, if we do the same things, the same things are gonna keep happening. So in order for us to create these big dreams and actually manifest that shit, like not just dream it, but dream it into the world, we gotta give it our all, right? We gotta show up in the uncomfortability of it all and take action. So I started to take action and then I went to VCU, and, and just to be real, I went from failing out of J. Sarge, getting high all the time, feeling so sick inside in an unhealthy relationship, to being free of pot, being free of fear, and making straight A's at VCU. I excelled. I excelled. Graduated straight A's. And you know what else? I'm I am genuinely happy. Where does happiness begin when you live your truth? Nobody can tell you what it is. Not one person, you know. The cool thing is in this course, I'm going to lead you straight to it. You're going to do it, but I'll lead you to it, yeah? I like foundation. I like process. I like maps. I'm going to hand you a map in this course. I'm going to hand you a map and I'm going to say, let's walk this path together and see what we find. I'm gonna be here every step of the way. So this is really your opportunity to say yes to you. Many people wait. Many people listen to the voice of fear or lack that says I don't have the money or I'm scared. And I'm gonna go ahead and invite you to say I do have the money and I'm not afraid. Or maybe I'm afraid, but I'm gonna go anyway. And also, If you feel in your soul that this is not the course for you, that's okay. It's not meant to be for everybody. My hope is that you get value from this podcast, you get awakening from this podcast. There's a specific group of souls that are gonna be in this group that are already trickling in. And I know that if you're one of them, a light is gonna turn on inside of you and you will know. If you wanna hop on a call with me to answer your questions, concerns, I'll be right here for you. You know where to find me, okay? I am dancing in the unknown and I am extending my hand and saying, come, why don't you join me? It's fun over here. It's kind of freaky, but ooh, it's fun. We're gonna face our shit. We're gonna heal. We're gonna link arms. So let me take a breath here. Every day we have a choice to respond, or to create? What are you infusing your reality with? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? What is your vision? Because if we don't know our vision, then we don't have a map. And if we don't have a map or a vision, then we're not exercising our free will like we're truly meant to, my love. We're simply following instructions from outside of us. And I don't want you to wake up when you're 80 and say, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? And I have a feeling, I know actually for a fact, that that's not you. That's not you. Whether you take my course, or you do something else, or you do this, or that, or this, or that, that's not who you are. You're epic. You're powerful. You're a change maker. You're a mystic. You're an artist. You are epic. I'm so proud of you. So here's what happened when shamanism found me. So I taught Reiki for many years. I practiced Reiki for many years. And then I graduated from VCU of psychology. And I said, well, what kind of job do I want? Let me get in the system. I'll be a case study person or I'll do this or that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You know what my sister said to me when I was contemplating what to do? I applied for these jobs. I didn't get them. It didn't feel right. Case study psychology jobs, etc. So she said, Ashley, when you're on your deathbed, what do you want to have mastered in your life? And Boom. There it was, rapid awakening. I said, energetic medicine. (laughs) And you know what I did? I gave it a full body yes. I said, fuck all that. I'm doing this. This is what I want. When I'm on my deathbed, this is what I want to do. Thank you to my sister. And I'm relaying that message, that medicine of rapid awakening, self-exploration. When you're on your deathbed, what do you want to have done in your life? Mastered, experienced. It begins now, we start now. Because if we don't start now, then we may never start, right? One small step towards your dreams, what is it today? Is it writing that post? Is it getting on Instagram and sharing vulnerably? Is it signing up for that program? Is it hiring that coach? What is it? Is it putting your hands on your heart and saying I forgive you? Because guess what, that's radical too. Ooh, that right there? Is that right there. Let's all do that. I'm getting into that. Hands on the heart. <sighs> Let's just drop in for a moment. Oh, I love myself. I'm so proud of you. You're epic. I forgive you. I'm here for you. I hope you're doing this with me, love. Let's do it. Deep breath. Deep breath. <sighs> there is a wisdom keeper guiding you. Trust its guidance. It's inside of you. There's also the voice of fear. Forgive it. Hold it and love it. And boldly call forward your inner wisdom and say, I'm 100% ready. Because there's this concept in shamanism that is Aini. And this could change your life right here. So Aini is a sacred reciprocity. Shamanism says all of life is relationship. Sacred reciprocity. And let me just let me just tie it. Let me just say something real quick. I'm hearing a little something, something. You have time. Don't feel pressured, my love. Just begin now with one small step. Okay, the journey begins with one step forward every single day. You don't have to bite off a whole new reality. Take it one step at a time. But take that step. Okay. So I want you to know you have time. You have what you need. Just begin now. Okay. So this concept of Aini, Aini says, when you ask, it is given, period. When you pray, when you ask, it is given, period. Now a fine print says, when spirit asks of you, you respond. Not 1% of the time, not 99% of the time, 100% of the time. That is Aini. That says you must respond to your inner calling. And I'm going to help everybody in this course decipher fear versus love. I'm going to help everybody in this course hear with impeccability the voice of the divine inside of them. That's one of my favorite things. What voice is speaking to me? I'll show you how to do it. You just freaking ask. I'll give you the whole process. But long story short, you just ask. You look at the thought directly and you say, who's speaking, please? You question things. You get curious. You question those judgmental thoughts you question that guidance. You say, do you serve love? And if they say no, transmute them to love, right? And I'll be given the entire process. There's a lot more to be said about that, but just that might serve you, okay? And so we're here to answer the inner calling, to begin the journey, the heroine's journey, the hero's journey. When I found shamanism, or I should say when shamanism found me, all of a sudden I was like smacked into my body. I was like, hey Ash, you're half in, half out. And that hurts. That causes a lot of depression when you're half in, half out. When I sat with Mother Ayahuasca, she said to me, Ashley, you're not fully in your body. You're half in, half out. The trauma that you've experienced knocked you half out of your body, and this is actually common. In shamanic healing sessions, I help people come back to their body. We are only as powerful as we are present, and trauma can knock us out. And that's okay. Our job is to make the great return to these bodies, to these temples, to this moment. Your power is housed in your body in the now moment. You are epic, I love you so much, oh my God. And so after ayahuasca told me that, you know what I did? I I thought about it, I said, hmm, I gotta go in or I gotta go out, no other choice. I'm in or out, no in-between. Because when you're in-between, it's actually you're in the hell realms. You're in purgatory. You're in bardos, in the Buddhist purgatory realms, the realms of the hungry ghost. When you're half in, half out, you suffer. And I think you know what I mean. That in-between, that indecision, oh, it's, it hurts. And so there comes a time when we have to choose. And so I help my clients decide to be in this world. It's temporary. Be here now and do your work. Do your healing. Serve. And above all, follow your calling. Not my calling. Not what I tell you to do. Not what anybody says. You. You, you, you. You, you, you. All that I do leads you home to you. To you, to you, to you, to you. Your power. So shamanism is gonna be woven into this program, big time, big time, big time. This program is gonna be a mix of every single thing that I've learned that has saved my life, that has made my life. Shamanism, yoga, Reiki, energetic medicine, spirituality, emotional and mental healing, empowerment. And I have created a process for you so that you don't have to worry about the steps, my love. I got you on the steps. Now you can play with the steps. You can write some extra steps or take out some steps. This is for you to play with. But I'm going to say, if you join me and give your all, ooh, get ready for a rocket ship to the life of your dreams, my love. Big expansion. And once you get to the next level, guess what? There'll be more. There'll be more. There's always more. Keep climbing up, okay? Okay. So every single day, I transform my wounds into beauty, my pain into wisdom, and my suffering into compassion. How do I do that? I feel it, and I embrace it. We are whole. We are meant to be whole. We are light and dark. If we say to sadness, go away, then we actually attach to it. If we feel our sadness fully, if we feel our fear fully, with power, with consciousness and detachment, I am not fear, I am feeling this fear, and we make love to it, we love it, we hold it, then we integrate our psyche. Who wants to talk about alchemy? We're going to dive in. Because we only create something that we are... match to and so sometimes the psyche the unconscious says one thing and the conscious mind says one thing and that's why we don't get the results so in order to get the results and smell it and taste it and touch it and have it in front of you you've got to heal the psyche you've got to align the will we're going to dive into that i want you to let me know if you want me to share some more free content on alchemy and psyche integration send me a message Tag me in a post. Share this podcast if it served you. It means the world to me that you write a review on Apple Podcasts and share the love. It means the world to me. Let me feel into if there's anything else I want to share with you today. Here it is. You can do anything. You can be anything. You can have anything. You can experience anything. There are no limits to you. You are God in a body, the divine in a human form. And a big part of this program is going to be about removal, removal of conditioning, removal of lies that we've been sold in this society, that we're limited, we're lack, there's not enough, only some people can be wealthy, no. No. I want wealth to be in the hands of open-hearted, pure-hearted, spiritual, epic souls. I want you to be rich and wealthy in spirit and in physical. So let me leave you with the mantra. I am prosperity. I am open to hear my intuition. I am hearing my intuition right now and it's guiding me. Claim that my Those words are a key that opens a brand new door. I am ready for my next level. Show me. Speaking to the universe, to the trees, to nature, to the God of your understanding. Thank you for showing me the way. And if you do this next little part, your life will change forever. Maybe you've already done it. Here it is. I commit. I'm full in. I'm here for it show me what to do, you don't have to know what to do, you just gotta commit, right? Like I did, I'm never gonna leave you again, my love, to myself, and that changed my life forever and I helped my clients commit as well. So what are you committing to, sweet love? Is it yourself, is it your purpose, your family, your life? Your healing, your happiness, your clients, your community? I hope you're committing to you to experience the life of your dreams, to have what you want to have, and to share your medicine with the world. And remember, if I can do it, then you can do it, because we are no different. We are simply in different classrooms. There's no hierarchy. There's no better. There's no worse. I don't care if you have this much amount of money. I don't care if you have this much amount of money or this much time meditating and this much time... There's no hierarchy. Hierarchy is a a program of the system of disempowerment, right? Follow in the footsteps of those who've come before you that you're inspired by. Emulate them. Watch them. Learn from them. Whoever they are, whether they're me or somebody else. And so I'll leave you with a prosperity mantra. I am prosperity. I am prosperity. Claim it. And then a commitment. I commit to my purpose. I commit to loving myself. I commit to being fully in my body. My love, I thank you so much for taking your precious time to listen to this epically empowering podcast. Let me know what you think. Doors are wide open for my program. We start May 16th and space is limited, so don't wait. Hop in, jump in, take the risk. You will be amazed at your experience. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a deep breath. (sighs) See you in the next one.